This NFL Week 5 Player Props edition of the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win up to 100 times your money. That's right. Turn $5 into $500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platforms for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, October the 6th, currently 110 on the East Coast, here to get into our NFL Week 5 player props and recap uh, briefly what we saw last night on the Thursday night football game and how our props went there as well. But joining me here to help me break it down, the heartbreak of being a Commanders fan. He is absolutely on strike today. Decided to turn off his camera. Uh, he's just not a very happy camper right now. No, but he's just having some tech issues. But we do have audio with Chris. Here's my guy, Crispy Cappin. Chris, how you feeling, my man? Hey, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually feeling a lot better than I look. Like, it's not a black hole in my life right now. <laughs> Is that how your heart feels right now, Chris? That's the um, question. I mean, I mean, the the game last night, man. You know, being a Commanders fan is tough. It's always, it always has been. It, it pretty much always has been. Um, we, you know, it, it doesn't hurt as much when your expectations are, you know, not extremely high, right? Oh, we got the Bears coming into town. Easy win, right? I just, I, I'll, I'll say that, but I'll also say. I did not expect that game to go the way that it did last night. Giving up 40 points to the Bears is one thing. Losing to the Bears is one thing. Giving up 40 points to the Bears is absolutely atrocious. DJ Moore looking like Randy Moss, uh, you know, from 20 years ago is, you know, Calvin Calvin Johnson, Megatron, like this. It was bad. It was really bad. I turned the game off and went to sleep in the fourth quarter, but it was bad. I'm doing well, though. Uh, hopefully here to, to give out some props that I – so I got some props that I absolutely love this week, so hopefully we can give out some winners. Um, what's going on with you, Rod? What's up, you know? How you guys doing today? Hey, not too bad, man, but we also have the Motor uh, King Sport uh, – Motor Sports King himself, the hardest-working man in the sports betting industry. Rod uh, Rod doesn't have heartbreak this week or uh, at all this season. His team is undefeated. So, Rod, how you feeling, my man? Hey, I'm feeling good. Hey, Chris, good news is, though, the people that are listening to this podcast the traditional way, they don't even know that we can't see you. So uh, just just take solace in the fact that nobody knows other than the folks watching on YouTube. But um, no, Munaf, I'm good. I like I said, uh, you 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 know, you nailed it. I, I have a, a team that hasn't lost yet. We're going up against the arch rival Cowboys. Uh, I'm a little nervous because this game always is, uh, you know, a tough one for these guys. But um, no, nah, I listen last uh, last night. Only only prop I cashed. I felt like the Bears last night, uh, the the Commanders last night. I didn't do very well. Uh, Cole Komet was the only person that came through for me, catching four passes on that. Everything else was so uh, not not. Uh, I'm hoping to rebound this week. 
Yeah, look, I mean, we 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 have different guys that shine every single every single week. You know, it's there's no I in team. So, um, yeah, I'm 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 100 confident you'll bounce back here for the Sunday games here as well. But yeah, it turned out to be a pretty good night for me as far, uh, props that we did give out for the Thursday night football did sweep the board. Um, uh, DJ Moore, like we talked about and uh, Chris alluded to, had an absolutely phenomenal game. I think it was a third or fourth play of the game where I hadn't even turned this game on yet. And I see a tweet coming out from Rod to, uh, saying that, hey, it didn't take DJ Moore to catch his longest completion uh, of over 21 and a half yards. I think that first catch went for 58 yards uh, for DJ Moore. And the rest was history in that game. Uh, Justin Fields got it done with his legs there as well. And uh, Sam Howe does just enough to have two passing touchdowns. That was my best bet for the Thursday night football. So hopefully uh, I can carry that into Sunday. Uh, Rod, I'm 100% confident we'll bounce back. Chris, how do your player props turn out for Thursday night football? Uh, one and two yesterday, man. We we had a Justin Fields non-interception game first of the season, of course, when I, when I decided to bet that. Uh, so Justin Fields didn't throw a pick uh, in Cole Komet. Um, he wasn't the star of the night, but he did go over his 43 and a half uh, receiving yards. Big 6-6 target. I told people when I gave this one out, I was a little hesitant just because that commander secondary is so bad. But they have been defending the tight end pretty well. Yeah. Uh, he, he got this in the first half. He, I think he had 44, finished around 43, 44 receiving yards um, and uh, cast it in the first half. Didn't really do anything in the second half at all. So he barely went over. Uh, and then Khalil Herbert, I, I really like Khalil Herbert. I thought that the, the commanders, you know, rush defense would absolutely get torched. And they did through the air, through the, you know, if they, if the Bears were walking, if they were running, if they were catching, if they were doing anything, they had success last night. So Khalil Herbert was the the bright spot for me yesterday going over those 44 and a half uh, rush yards. Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about this on, on the Thursday night uh, football pod that I did. I think we did talk about it here as well is that, even last season, Chicago had a lot of success on the ground against his commander's uh, rush defense. And last night, that that also um, came to fruition again in back-to-back seasons. 32 carries as a team. The rushing attack, 178 yards on the ground, 5.6 yards per carry uh, for the rushing attack of the Chicago Bears. So, I mean, it's one game. It's Thursday night football. And I think Washington was in a tough spot as well. I mean, coming off of the overtime game against the Eagles in a division game. Um, and you know that Chicago Bears, despite coughing up the lead against the Denver Broncos the week prior that, you know, the offense was starting to look good. And, you know, fortunately, if you are a a Bears fan, you got your first victory of the season and Justin Fields um, has looked really good, at least in the first half of the last two games uh, for the Bears. So we'll put that one behind us. Uh, We'll get into NFL week five here with a lot of intriguing matchups here. So, gentlemen, uh, let's just dive right into it. Rod, why don't you lead us off, my friend? Player prop number one for NFL week five for the Sunday games. All right. Well, I am going to start with Matthew Stafford. I see his passing attempts at 37 and a half. I'm going to take the over on this one. The best price I found on this one was minus 114 over on FanDuel. This is at minus 130 and other places, which means lots of people are on this one as well. But for good reason. I mean, if Cooper Cup comes back, I can just rest my case at this point right now. I could just basically say that all 40 passes are going to go to Cooper Cup uh, because he has missed him, and and that is where this will end up being. <clears throat> but of course, he's also got the the young rookie as well. That's that's lighting it up. Nakua still. So I mean, to that effect, he has done this. He has gone over this mark in three of his four games, and the one that he did not go over was against Cincinnati, where he attempted thirty three passes. So one thing the Rams have been doing is throwing the ball, and it's not as if they don't have a, a decent enough 
um, pat, a rushing attack, you know, with Kyron Williams now, but Matthew Stafford throws the ball 41 and a, a half times per game. He's been putting the ball. That's the most in the league. So 41 and a half pass attempts per game for Matthew Stafford. You look back at what the Eagles have done and they haven't really necessarily allowed very many completions, but boy, teams have been throwing the ball against them as well. 54 times Mac Jones put the ball in the air against this Eagles team. The Vikings, Kirk Cousins, 44. Uh, the only quarterback that hasn't done it is Baker Mayfield, but is he still playing quarterback? Oh, yeah, his team's winning. Never mind. Uh, and then, of course, Sam Howell, 41 times for the Commanders. 37 and a half. I, I, feel, like, I feel like Matthew Stafford's going to hit the 40 mark against uh, this Eagles team as well. So 37 and a half is definitely a doable thing. And like I said, with Cooper Cup coming back, it gives him another weapon through the air. Um, so minus 114 is not too much to pay for this. I think it's going to hit. Yeah, I think when we talk about this Eagles team, obviously the strength uh, through the first four games of the regular season has been their rush defense, right? They're, I think their number, I want to say they were number four as far as rushing yards allowed per game. Uh, but uh, on the flip side, that the pass defense has not been very good uh, this season. And they've dealt with a lot of injuries in the secondary. And I think that team's, um, or at least quarterbacks have been able to take advantage of that. At least uh, Philadelphia Eagles on the season, allowing close to 261 yards uh, through the air. That's about the sixth most uh, this season. Take a look at um, uh, opponent yards um, per completion. They're also allowing, uh, let's see here. Uh, they're uh, right around league average. I think the one thing that we do need to take into account um, is opponent um, pass attempts per game. Philadelphia is currently at uh, allowing the fourth most at 41 per game. And, you know, I, I was on Matthew Stafford last week, fortunately, uh, or on, I guess fortunately for me, because it went into overtime that he was able to get over his passing yards. But he's gone over this mark in three out of the four games this season. Uh, 40 uh, last week against the Colts. He had 55 against the San Francisco 49ers and then 38 against the Seattle Seahawks in week one. The only week that he did fall short was uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals. I believe that was a Monday night football game uh, where he ended up with 33 pass attempts in that game. But yeah, I think that if the, the Rams are going to have success in this game, all indications right now are Cooper Cup should be back for this game, and I think that he's on track to play. Not sure if he's going to be on a snap count, but like you mentioned, Rod, that they still have other weapons that they've able to have success this season, despite having a 2-2 two and two record with Pocanacua, uh, Kyron Williams coming out of the backfield for them, uh, Tutu Atwell. So they've been able to, I guess, hold the ship before they get Cooper Cup back in Week 5 against the Eagles here. Uh, Chris, thoughts on Stafford's pass attempts here? Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot, right? It just correlates with you gave out the numbers. You know, if I was going to rattle off some of those as well, you look at, for me, the big one is this opponent uh, pass play percentage is 69.72%. Teams understand that they can't pass the, they can't run the ball against right. the Eagles. You don't, you don't really want to try it too, too much. Yeah. You know, 31st in that percentage, uh, damn near 70% of the time. And uh, who, who do they have to run the ball anyway? Like, that, that's the other thing, right? Like, like it's a reason why Stafford is, you know, gunslinger and, and slinging that thing all around the field. It's just because he has to. So um, I would take this number, and if, if you like this one, I would definitely get it in now because I think this number just increases as we get closer to, closer to Sunday. All right, before we get over to uh, Chris's first player prop, let me tell everyone about game time. And, you know, it's that time of the year where we have a lot of sports going on. It's uh, basketball starting in a few weeks here, obviously college football, uh, um, NFL, uh, MLB playoffs. I know NASCAR playoffs, like Rod mentioned, are going on as well. And hockey season, I think, starts next week as well. So 
it's that time you want to get out to those uh, sporting events and let game time take the stress away from having to uh, um, have a stressful experience. Game time app is just so easy to use. And buying tickets, like I mentioned here, favorite events shouldn't have to be stressful. Not only sports, but they also have tickets for music events, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets, their best prices are guaranteed. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're going to have. With some um, great things about their app, like I mentioned, the flash deals and last-minute tickets, they're also easy to find and buy tickets for for every kind of event in your area. But the thing I love most about their app is that when you actually go to – select tickets for a particular venue or an event you actually get an image of your seat view uh with before you actually buy those tickets so you know exactly what you're going to get before you actually you know get to the venue and you don't have any surprises over any obstructions that are in your way their lowest price are guaranteed event cancellation protection there as well get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football basketball baseball concerts comedy theater and much more the game time guarantee means you always get the best price and if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference that's how confident they are in your price so like i mentioned get images that received before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive and buy tickets in a matter of seconds two taps and you're all set to go tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email or wait for them in the mailbox so Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code SGPN for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Download Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets, revolutionary parlay optimizer t- tools t- uh, to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. And sort all players by hit rate for any team to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to create a more intelligent, data-driven parlay. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, Chris, uh, take us over to your first player problem, man. What do you got? All right, so let's go to... Let's go to uh let's start I'll start with a quarterback as well. Let's go um where do I want to go first? I got I got a lot of like. Uh let's go Bryce Young. I like Bryce Young this week. Um specifically not his yards, but because we know he's a rookie, he's gonna might, might struggle in that department. But his pass his pass attempts, uh I really, really like. So numbers 31 and a half, best place you can find that. This one's a tad bit juice, minus 120 over on BetMGM, but there are 32 and a halves out there as well. If you really love it, take the 32 and a half and pay less juice. But I do anticipate this one to move as well, kind of like what Rob was saying, probably 33 and a half uh, as we get close to the game time. And it kind of correlates with the Detroit's one stop in defense, right? So uh, they'll they'll get Detroit this week. And we've I've been cashing on teams and players that's been playing against Detroit. So 32, 33, 38 pass attempts so far against this Detroit defense. Uh, they only uh, – or four, four – uh, I'm sorry, four uh, – Bryce Bryce Young specifically. He, that's how, So he's cleared his number in all three games. He only has two interceptions. Uh, expected to be playing from behind. They are 10-point dogs, I want to say, in this game as well. Detroit is currently forcing teams to pass the ball at the sixth highest rate, 38.5 times per game. And at home, that number actually jumps to 39 and a half times per game as well because we know 
golf typically plays better. Their offense is a little more potent at home as well. So do expect them to be playing from from behind and having to pass the ball. You you go back and just look through throughout the weeks. Week week one, Mahomes had thirty nine attempts, and he was actually at home. Uh, mm-hmm. Gino in week two, forty one attempts. Week three. It, I, we cashed on this one, Desmond Ritter, 38 pass attempts, and we know that if Atlanta can have him at 19 pass attempts, they, they'd love to have him there. Uh, and then last week, Jordan Love, 36 times. So I really like Bryce Young to go over this 31 and a half. Like I said, it's a number that he's cashed every single time, and it's also a number that this defense ha- is kind of forcing teams to kind of pass into. So give me Bryce Young uh, over the 31 and a half uh, pass attempts, minus 120, like I said, uh, the best number I've felt right now. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. I think that, number one, that Bryce Young has gone over this number in all three games that he's played in this season. I know he missed the game against the uh, Seahawks uh, due to the injury, but he came back last week against the Minnesota Vikings, had 32 pass attempts, 33 and 38. And, I mean, you laid out the numbers there when you go up against the the Detroit Lions, especially a team at home, um, that typically it turns into shootouts uh, um, at Ford Field in Detroit. And I know... It wasn't that case uh, when they played Atlanta, but like you know, Chris mentioned that even Desmond Ritter went over his passing uh, attempts in that game against the Lions. So again, I love the stats you pointed out about how the Seahawks, or sorry, the Lions, force you know the opposition to having to throw the football. And again, going up to the game script here, where they are a ten-point favorite against the Panthers in this game, uh, I think that you know that's only going to have to make. Um, uh, the the Carolina Panthers stole the football led by Bryce Young here. Uh, thoughts on this player prop here, Rod? Yeah, I mean, again, we got these rookies and they've got to be throwing the ball a lot. And, and you know, like Chris said, this is probably going to climb. So jumping on it now is pretty uh, is a good idea. But I mean, we've seen a lot too this season where uh, there's a lot of passes being thrown and and especially by these rookie quarterbacks, you know, Stroud and and uh, Richardson and uh, Young. All these guys are, are being kind of forced to throw the ball because not only are their running attacks not necessarily all that effective, but I mean, this is a passing league that we're seeing now. So any 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 pass attempts now, you almost have to almost take the over until the books start to adjust uh, accordingly. Yeah, I love it. All right. Uh, for my first player problem, go over to that matchup between the Minnesota Vikings and the Kansas City Chiefs this week. The I think the game that has the highest uh, total on the board, I think it's currently at 52 and a half, if I'm not mistaken. But I'm um, looking at Mr. Kirk Cousins here in this. And, and again, I think the theme this week for us has been the the past attempts, at least for our quarterbacks this week. And uh, I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins over on his past attempts. And that number is currently sitting at 39 and a half. I know it's a big number here, but, you know, uh, like Chris mentioned that, if you take a look at NFL team passing uh, play percentages, Minnesota is number one at 69.58%. At home, this alone, at home alone, they're close to 71% in those games. And when you go up against, I know it's 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 a different offense this season for the Kansas City Chiefs, where they don't have, you know, we're not used to them having an automatic 30 points per game. Um, but I think this might this game might just turn into a shootout. And I think that this 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 game in particular, uh, being at home, I were, you know, I think Kirk Cousins is definitely more comfortable. I know it's outside of the one o'clock window, but you kind of just look at the uh, four games this season with Kirk Cousins, right? Last week, he didn't really have to throw the ball a lot uh, for them to uh, win that game in an in ugly fashion in against the Carolina Panthers where they did get their first victory. But prior to that, 
Um, week one against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 44 pass attempts. Week two against the Eagles, 44 pass attempts. Week three against the Chargers, 50 pass attempts. So uh, you kind of see the theme here is that I feel like this uh, also the running game has pretty much been non-existent for this Minnesota Vikings team is that they have to rely on guys like, you know, or their passing game with Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson. Again, that's where your strength is for is his Minnesota Vikings team. So I think that, you know, Kirk Cousins will be throwing the ball around in this game against the Chiefs. I do expect to see points in this game. So I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins over 39 and a half pass attempts in this game here, Rod. Alexander Madison is nowhere to be found. Like, I know that when they traded away Dalvin Cook, they thought they had the answer in Madison, but yeah. like, no, it just, for whatever reason, he was a, a good solid backup to Cook, but so far he hasn't been able to, to assume that lead role. So that makes Kirk Cousins have to throw until they can find a suitable replacement for Dalvin Cook. Uh, Chris, thoughts on Kirk Cousins? Right, right, hit the nail on the head. Madison is nowhere to be found. They probably want, they probably want Dalvin Cook back. I mean, I know I want Dalvin Cook back. I bet you, if there's anybody in the world who wants Dalvin Cook back, his name's probably first name probably Kurt, last name probably Cousins, because yeah. he's having to he's having to put put a brunt of that on his shoulders. You know, if the guy might dislocate his shoulder with how many pass attempts he's had to throw <laughs> throughout the entirety of just this young season, and and I, I mean, you don't think it's about to slow down now? Not with this, not with this Kansas City offense coming in and you having to keep up. So. Like you said, you know, if this number is high and that, that that probably will scare scare some people off. But that, that's what the books are going to do, right? They're not going to give you a discount on it. So uh, it, this is one of those ones I would say it's, it's high for a reason. You know, we know how many times Kirk Cousins in this offense is going to be looking to pass the ball to stay stay in this game. All right, before we get over to round two of our player props, let me tell everyone about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play along your favorite football team all season long. Underdog has introduced Scorchers. Go five for five and pick them Scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100 times payout. Underdog is matching 100% of your first deposit of up to $100. And $100,000 Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy. Ten lucky players will win $10,000 each. Toss out an uh, an underdog spicy player. We're going to do that at the end of the podcast. We're going to take our best bets, and we're going to put out a spicy play for you guys. So hang on for that. Watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $100. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. All right, let's get over to round two of our player props. Uh, Rod, lead us off, my friend. All right, well, we're going to go to one of my favorite players uh, who has quickly become probably my favorite player in a very long time, and that's Christian McCaffrey. His rushing yards right now are set at about 75 and a half. You can probably find a yard here or a yard there, but uh, I'm actually going to take the alternate on this one. I'm going to take him up to 100 yards. Uh, that's at plus 245. That's the best price that I can find over on DK. I know that the, uh, the Cowboys have not allowed a 100 yard rusher this season so far. And the closest person to come to that was Chris, uh, James Connor at 98 yards on 14 carries, but let's just face it. Christian McCaffrey is just built different right now. And he is on an absolute tear. He's gone over a hundred yards rushing in three games so far this season, three out of his four games, he's gone over 100 yards. The most recent, obviously, last week against the Cardinals, where he absolutely obliterated them. Um, and and let's face it, this this rivalry, this Sunday night, you know, it brings a lot of eyeballs to this. And 
the Niners have been able to perform well with eyeballs, and I'm definitely not shying away from a Christian McCaffrey big game again this weekend. Uh, look at what the opponents have been able to do in the passing game against Den- uh, against Dallas. Rather, they have the second lowest rate of pass attempts per game. Twenty seven teams are throwing uh, twenty seven times per game. Only Cleveland's better at twenty six and a half per game as far as teams throwing against them. So not a lot of success in the passing game. And let's face it, Brock Purdy's not lighting up the the scoreboard. I mean, he's only got like one 300-yard game so far, I think, in his entire career. So it's not as if he's uh, throwing the ball over the place. He's handing the ball off to McCaffrey and getting the job done. So uh, you look at what the opponents have been doing against Dallas as far as rushing game, 111.8 yards average, right, rushing yards per game. but 165 yards on the road they've been giving up. Now, like I said, they haven't been giving up the ro- the necessarily all of them to the running back position. As I said, Connor was the only one to get it done. Quarterbacks have actually been getting it done against Dallas as well. Uh, the Giants got 43, Jets 36, uh, Josh Dobbs got 55, but Brock Purdy doesn't run. So that yeah. means all of those rushing yards are going to Christian McCaffrey. So um, they're giving up a lot of yards on the road. Christian McCaffrey is about to have a feast on Sunday night football. Give me his alternate. You can ladder this up as high as you're comfortable with, but I'm okay with just sticking at a hundred at plus two forty five. Yeah. I mean, again, you talk about this Dallas Cowboys team that had a lot of hype coming in to this season where with their defense, right. And I'm not taking anything away from it. I know obviously Mike Parsons has been really good for this team uh, since he's been, uh, since he got drafted to this Dallas Cowboys team, but you take a look at just their pure numbers as far as you know their rushing yards, and they're slightly below league average. They're allowing close to 112 per game. I know last week, um, and I, I, I think last week was game script, right? Because you got behind against, or the Patriots got behind against the Dallas Cowboys, so that's going to screw the, the the skew your numbers a little bit, but. I'm also not a believer in Ramondre Stevenson, but when you talk about Christian McCaffrey, I mean, uh, we've talked about this for the first four weeks. I think that he should be in that conversation for MVP, let alone Offensive uh, Player of the Year, just because he's just been that good uh, for this San Francisco 49ers team. And you take a look at his rushing numbers, three out of the four games, he's had over 100 rushing yards. Uh, only game that he did fall short where they really didn't need him was against that Giants team on things on Thursday Night Football. Can you hear me? Yeah, there you go. Although you're, you're uh, like- Chris, uh, thoughts on CMC? Yes, uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. I think Rod laid out a couple good points, but you, you, you kind of hit on what I was going to hit on. You know, I think Rod, Rod kind of mentioned this being like a like a really big game, and you mentioned him potentially winning Offensive Player of the Year. We, if, for people who aren't following, uh, CMC is on a crazy streak of touchdowns in a row. And they're just going to feed him the ball. They're going to feed him the ball a lot. And Rod kind of laid out the numbers for the this this Cowboys defense. That's really good. They they are the best defense, best passing defense in the in the NFL right now. If you go look at you know all the statistical categories, but uh, I'm right there with you, right? I didn't take his yards and I didn't alt him up to 100, but I probably will. Uh, but I played his. I, I'll segue right into his rush attempts. I thought this number was very conservative. 17 and a half is what I found uh, over on FanDuel's. A little bit of juice, minus, one seven, minus 122. But you could, you could play it at 18 and a half if you want to on other books. Um, and this was 
everything Rod kind of mentioned, but also Elijah Mitchell, he actually he actually missed practice again yesterday. It's considered day to day. He didn't play last week. And I think we will expect to see line share of the carries to CMC yet again. Uh, through four weeks, uh, CMC has 20, 18, 20, and 22 carries. Uh, and that was with Elijah Mitchell playing in week one and week three. Um, when we look at San Francisco rush numbers, they're, they're second in rush percentage in the, uh, in, in the league, eighth in rush yards per, per rush, uh, and fifth in rush yard attempts per um, – fifth in rush yard attempts – um, at 30 per game. So no team is running the ball more and no, no team is getting almost pounded as much as Dallas is either. So when you look at Dallas defense on a, you know, versus the rush opponents are averaging 4.6 yards per carry, which is actually the six most. And that, that 4.6 number is it also the same number that the commanders were giving up yesterday, which is why I like Khalil Herbert uh, against that commanders defense so much. And it was the only prop that, that, that actually cashed. So, so well, I think we'll, we'll do the same thing here. Uh, and opponents are running the ball uh, 24 times per game, which is the ninth most against this Dallas defense too. I think this will be a this will be an, a big advantage for San Francisco um, th- that they have in this game, and it, it won't be a secret. San Francisco will be able to. I think they'll be able to run the ball to protect Purdy from this uh, pass defense that is allowing the second fewest passing yards uh, on the season. So give me Christian McCaffrey uh, 17 and a half rush attempts, but like I said, I'm cool with the 18 and a half as well. I think it's a big CMC game, and it's a chance for him to kind of showcase his talents for some of those awards um, and continue to keep that that uh, touchdown streak alive. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, you uh, good. Yeah, all right. I think Mike just got disconnected there. But, yeah, I mean, you guys nailed it, right? I think the script here for the 49ers is going to have to be run heavy. I think maybe Elijah Mitchell even gets into the mix here, um, you know, if they're going to go uh, run heavy because, um, you know, the the pass – I mean, Brock Purdy, I, I feel like he's the, – the people are still questioning him. Um, even though after all the success that he's had, I mean, taking over as a quarterback for the uh, San Francisco 49ers, and even there were doubts about him, um, you know, coming into the season with a UCL injury that if he's going to be fully able to recover or not. So hopefully he's quiets those critics. But I mean, again, I guess CMC went healthy. The guy's just an animal. I mean, there's just no way to put it. The stats back it up. Um, his play backs it up. The success that he's had on the field with the San Francisco 49ers team has backed it up. And just to kind of put it into perspective, I was listening to a podcast and they rattled off the numbers of uh, CMC uh, with the 49ers. So I'm trying to pull up those numbers here exactly. So um, in 15 games that he's played with the uh, San Francisco 49ers, he's accumulated 1,205 rushing uh, yards. That's an average of five yards per carry. He also has 12 rushing touchdowns, and he's also has 605 receiving yards uh, to go along with five rushing touchdowns. So 17 total touchdowns, and he's on the cusp of getting 2,000 scrimmage yards in about 16 games for the San Francisco 49ers. So that just kind of tells you where CMC is at. Looks great for my future uh, prop. You know, I love it. Season long. (laughs) Yes, sir. Uh, All right. For my next player prop, I'm going to go back to that game that we talked about with the uh, Panthers and the um, Lions. And obviously, or it's correlated to what uh, Chris, you mentioned about the pass attempts for Bryce Young. I gave this out last week as well. And I'm going to go back to it. Um, I'm going to go with Adam Thielen over on his receptions. And that, that number was at four and a half with a little bit of juice on it. Um, but I took the five and a half at plus money. I, I think it it's 
not on the screen right now, but when you talk about uh, what Adam Thielen, and it's kind of similar to what we talked about, or I talked about with DJ Moore uh, on the Thursday Night Football uh, propcast, right? That they really don't have much of a wide receiving group to the Carolina Panthers, right? It's It, it was supposed to be Jonathan Mingo. It was supposed to be um, Hayden Hurst, and then it was supposed to be um, Adam Thielen. But Adam Thielen has really taken over as uh, wide receiver number one uh, for the Carolina Panthers. And we kind of take a look at the team targets uh, for the Carolina Panthers. And he is by far leading this team in targets, right? 33 um, uh, targets. The second player or receiver on this list, Terrence Marshall Jr. at 24. And if you take a look over the last two weeks, what's kind of transpired for Adam Thielen, uh, he had a great game last week against his uh, former team in the Minnesota Vikings. Eight targets, seven receptions. Go back to a week prior to that, 11 receptions, 14 targets for Adam Thielen. And then the week two, seven receptions, nine targets, uh, 54 yards. So I think that he's just going to continue being the number one guy for this team. And we know about the rumors that the Panthers are looking for a number one uh, wide receiver. But at, at before they get to that point, I think Adam Thielen is going to be that guy. So whether you get this at four and a half or five and a half, uh, I love Adam Thielen in this game. Um, and again, going back to what we talked about game script wise, that if we do expect the lot, sorry, the Panthers to be trailing this game because it's spread is 10 that they're going to have to throw the football to try to keep up in this game. So Adam Thielen is going to be that guy for this wide receiving group. I'll take the over four and a half. I'm even comfortable with five and a half at plus money for Adam Thielen here, Chris. Yep, and I love this one as well, Minoff. We, I mean, we just we talked about it. Detroit's defense is <clears throat> they allowing opponents or forcing opponents to pass the ball sixty seven percent of the time, which is the third most, right? So who's he going to throw the ball to? Uh, probably the guy that he had success with last week, right? The guy that's getting all the targets. So that's an easy one for me, Minoff. I would definitely be on dealing to go over as well. Probably going going uh, going to play that one with you. Brought uh, any thoughts on Adam Thielen? DJ Moore's phone just had one text this morning from the Panthers with a sad face and a comeback uh, <laughs> gif. That's that's what happened this morning. So, yeah, I mean, look, Thielen got out of Jeff- Jefferson's shadow, which is funny because he was the shadow before Jefferson was there. And yeah, I mean, look, he's gonna he's gonna find himself more and more involved in this offense because he's the one that can get it done. So I like this as well. Uh, all right, let's get into round three of our player props. Rod, lead us off. All right, I'm going to go with a tight end that we haven't talked about probably ever, and it's not the tight end that you're going to think of in Atlanta. Uh, I'm going to take Jonu Smith. His reception total is set at three and a half. What's crazy is that Kyle Pitts should be that guy, but Kyle Pitts is a receiver, and he's always been a receiver. And so we're going to – the tight end plays like a tight end in this offense lately uh, for Jonu Smith. In fact, if you look at what he's done in the last few games – uh, for Johnny Smith, six targets against Jacksonville, six catches, five targets against Detroit, eight, oh, I'm sorry, eight targets, five catches, six targets, four catches versus the Packers. So he's actually been over this number twice, uh, all three games that he's, he's appeared in uh, and played any sort of uh, snaps for the Falcons and for your Texans, my friend, they are getting gouged by tight ends over the last few weeks. Uh, it was a three catch performance for Pat Firemuth, uh, but he didn't catch one of his targets. So he had four targets altogether, uh, caught three of those. I think Johnny Smith obviously catches all his targets. 
So uh, all but a couple of them here and there. So I think he's he's due for that. Uh, Evan Ingram, seven receptions on eight targets against uh, this Texans team. Three catches for Kyle Greg Greg Gregs, whoever this guy is, Granson for the Colts. I'm just kidding. I know it's Kyle Granson. Uh, three catches, four targets for him. So yeah, the Texans are are doing quite poorly against tight ends. Johnu Smith has become the tight end for uh for Atlanta. So I, I think he's in line for some more work. I think he's going to get at least four catches at plus one forty on DK. I'll take that. I was quickly trying to pull up the uh the snap counts here for the uh Atlanta Falcons here, but um Chris, why don't you give your thoughts on uh, John Smith here? I like it. I like it. I think uh, the, the biggest point is just that the Texans have been giving it up to, to the tight ends. I'm not – I mean, you guys probably know because if I take Ritter, I'm taking his pass attempts over his yards under. I'm not a big Ritter fan, but I also understand that when when that, sec- when that defense – when the defensive coordinator goes in and watches film – he's going to exploit the the mismatch. It was the reason why, you know, if you were on DJ Moore's longest completion, because mm-hmm. they saw something against this commander's defense. And I think it'll be a similar script uh, in this game, uh, at least for him to be able to throw the ball. We also know that Ritter doesn't like throwing the ball down the field. He's not going to throw it too far unless they get down by, you know, 125 points in the first half. Uh, you know, he'll, he'll be conservative and tight ends typically are running routes where they're not too, far down the field so you know a couple ins couple outs maybe a curl here and there uh drag route so uh, i like this one and i will be playing the over as well uh all right uh chris take us over to player prop number three my friend what do we got <clears throat> so we got a low number we're going going back to that same game because i feel like detroit is a team that i that i can trust and hopefully they are um and i'm looking at miles sanders specifically uh running back that's it's kind of banged up uh i'm actually surprised that this number is out already but I saw his his uh, rushing yards, and it's a low number. It's only 39 and a half. It's, it's actually dropped from when I saw it first. At first, it was 40 and a half. But I'm going to take the under there. Uh, this is a number he's only he's only gone over, and uh, he hasn't gone over in the last two weeks. He, he did get to, to 43 rushing yards against the Saints and 72 against uh, the Atlanta Falcons. But we talk about this G- Detroit defense. Um, you know, from Ryan. And I, I'm I'm a believer in their rush defense. They 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 allow in the, the the fewest yards per game in the second and second in rush yards allowed uh per carry, just three per uh, three per carry. He's also splitting that backfield, of course, with, with Chubba Herbert as well. Um and they've had extra time in, uh, to to practice and prepare for this defense because we gotta remember Detroit hasn't played since last Thursday when they put that shellac in on the on the Packers, right? Yep. Um, I think they'll want to uh make Bryce Young beat him through the air. So you just stack the box and you you limit a guy like Miles Sanders. I actually think Chubba Hubbard will probably go under as well. Uh you look at Miles Sanders, only Miles Sanders, only two point nine yards per carry uh in less than forty yards per game on the season. So I I know it's a low number, but I, I like Miles Sanders to go under this number as well. And it kind of correlates with Bryce Young's uh, uh, uh pass attempts to go over. I agree. I mean, you take a look at uh, what uh, opposing running backs have done against Lions and just has not been uh, very pretty, right? They're only allowing 45.25 yards uh, per game on the ground. That's an average of 2.87 yards per carry uh, for this Lions defense. And I don't think I've seen a running back. I think only one running back, I want to say, has gone over this projection. Uh, against the Lions, which was uh, week two, Kenneth Walker. 
And it took him 17 carries just to get 43 yards against that Lions rush defense. So, yeah, I mean, it's 100% correlated to what you mentioned there, uh, Chris, that, you know, if you like, um, if you don't like Miles Sanders in this game, it's going to have to be on the shoulders of Bryce Young. So uh, 100% agree about that. And just one more point, Detroit uh, is the number one team as far as the least or the uh, team that's allowing the least rushing yards per game, 60.8, followed by the Philadelphia Eagles in the San Francisco uh, 49ers. It's just put into context of how, what kind of company they are in when it comes to uh, rush defense here, Rod. Poor Miles Sanders. You go from the, the highest of highs to the struggling rebuilding team. But yeah, I mean, if he's not getting it done, he's not getting it done. So I, I definitely, uh, it's going to be rough going from against this defense. And yeah, I, I like the under here as well. All right. Uh, for my third player prop here, I'm going to go over to that game between the New York Giants and the Miami Dolphins. And I'm going to take another uh, wide receiver here for his longest uh, reception. I'm going to go with um, Jalen Waddle. Over 23 and a half uh, for his longest reception. And I know that Hill is that, you know, that nice toy when we talk about, you know, down the field threat. And rightfully so, right? We've seen him do it all throughout his career. But I think Jalen Waddle is a guy that can really utilize his speed and has been ever since he came out of Alabama for this uh, Miami Dolphins offense. But I know he missed uh, one game this season, which was week three, but he did return last week against the Buffalo Bills. But He's had exactly four receptions in each of the three games that he has played, but more importantly, in the first two weeks of the regular season, he had long receptions of 35 and 32 against the opposition, which was against the Chargers and the New England Patriots. Didn't get it done last week against the Buffalo Bills, who only had a long reception of 17, but I think it's more, again, a fade of what the New York Giants have allowed um, to opposing wide receivers when it comes to longest receptions uh, this season. So going back to week one, uh, against the uh, who they, uh, they had the game against the Dallas Cowboys where they got shellacked 40 to nothing in that game. They gave up a long reception to uh, CD Lamb for 49 yards. Let's go to week two uh, against the Arizona Cardinals where they had to come from behind in that game. This was the only game where they didn't allow a long reception um, to the opposing wide receiver. But it fell short by half a yard. Trey McBride had a 23-yard uh, long completion. Uh, Hollywood Brown, 22. And Michael Wilson had a 21-yard long reception. So they a uh, couple of those wide receivers there fell short by a couple yards there. Let's go to the San Francisco 49ers on Thursday night football. Uh, they allowed a long reception uh, to Debo Samuel for 40 yards. They gave up one to George Kittle for 29 yards. And then Jawan Jennings also had one uh, for 24 yards. And then last week, uh, to put into context against the Seattle Seahawks on Monday Night Football, uh, they gave up a long reception to uh, Noah Font, of all people, 51 yards. So, again, they've given it up, I think, with the speed that Jalen Waddle has. And we know this Miami Dolphins offense. I'm not going to expand on it. I think this is going to be a big bounce back game for them after what transpired last week against the Buffalo Bills. I think they'll be able to flex their muscles in their game in this game uh, against this uh, New York Giants offense, sorry, defense. So I'm taking Jalen Waddle longest completion over 23 and a half uh, yards here. Uh, Rod. I can't even argue with you on the longest receptions. It took you two two uh, pass attempts to hit it last time. So, <laughs> and, and look for Jalen Waddle. I mean, his first uh, reception could be exactly like DJ Moore and be like almost three times that. So 
the potential for him to to catch those long passes. I, I yeah, you can't count that out any week. Chris, any thoughts on Jalen Waddle's longest uh, reception? <clears throat> I think Brian, Brian said it again. Who I mean, who, who's going to argue with you, Manoff? You cashed one yesterday before the game even started. So kind of kind of hard to argue that one. Uh, just looking at Waddle's numbers, he has 10 receptions of 10 yards, 10 yards or more already. He has four receptions of 20 yards or more already. And he has two receptions of 30 yards or more already. So big playability, we, we kind of already talked about it. Um, he's, he's definitely getting there, you know, and it, it'll be ample opportunities, right? We're talking about a Giants team that can't te- can't seem to stay on the field just because they can't move the football. And I do expect yeah. Miami defense to bounce back after giving up 100 points last week after before scoring 100 points the week before. So uh, I do expect that defense to, you know, get off the field and that'll give Waddle even more, more, more opportunities to go over this, this number. All right, before we get into best bets for NFL Week 5 player props, let's uh, get into our uh, touchdown score prop bets uh, for this week. Uh, Rod, are you going to lead us off? So I had written this one down, and then I saw a tweet from our, our good friend, Steffi Smalls, literally as soon as I closed up my document that said, David Montgomery is at what she found it at 350. I don't know where she found it at 350, so go look around. Uh, but I got David Montgomery, two or more touchdowns on DK at plus 285. I'm going to read you off how many touchdowns the first three running backs got against the Panthers this season. We're going back to that Lions game again. Didn't I guess we didn't mean to, to vacation there, but here we are. Um, Tyler Algier of the Falcons, two touchdowns against this Lions or this uh, Panthers team. Tony Jones of the Saints. Yes, that guy. Two touchdowns against the Panthers. Kenneth Walker, two touchdowns against the Panthers, the only running back that it didn't manage to get any touchdowns against them was Alexander Madison. But we just talked about the fact that he has been non-existent. He did get 95 yards against them. But for David Montgomery, he got three touchdowns last week and has scored in every game that he's appeared in this season. I'm telling you right now, listen, for, for David Montgomery, they, they just they love him to death. He has been that guy that DeAndre Swift, you know, was for them and and ended up, you know, going away, but they found it. I, and I know Jameer Gibbs is waiting in the wings, but David Montgomery has completely taken over this backfield and he's gotten in the end zone every single week. He got in multiple times last week. The Panthers love nothing more than to allow running backs into their end zone. So I, I have a feeling that this is going to be another multi-score week for David Montgomery and at plus 285, that's a fantastic price. I love it, man. I can't argue against that for sure. Uh, Chris, uh, touchdown props this week. So let's go with the rookie. I, I'm kind of falling in love with this guy in Atlanta, uh, Bijan. I like Bijan. It's plus 115 uh, against your Texans. You know, if I think, you know, coming back home after the London game, uh, being back in front of that home crowd, I mean, this guy just continues to, uh, you know, marvel. Like, we continue to marvel at his, at his talents. He, he over he outperformed, I think, you know, more than what we all expected uh, last week in London against a, a pretty tough um, Jacksonville defense. And being back at home, I think just his talent. Like, I look around and I, I look at this offense and I'm like, wow, man, he is that shiny, shiny toy. Like people probably seen the meme with the car, the really nice car. Maybe it's like a Lamborghini and, it, you know, it's parked outside of, <laughs> of a of a trailer or something, right? And, and it, to me, it kind of feels like that. So I just think that, that offense should be. It doesn't take a a mastermind. 
<coughs> excuse me, doesn't take a mastermind, but that off, the, the offensive coordinator should be trying to figure out how to put the ball in his hands a little bit more. And I think that they will. So uh, plus 115, I like uh, I like Bijan to score. And then uh, Pittsburgh-Baltimore, uh, extremely low-scoring game, but the odds on this one I think are pretty good. Mark Andrews to get into the end zone uh, just because I feel like he, he hasn't really been there this year. And, you know, mm-hmm. divisional game. Um, they're not going to allow – I don't think anyway. I think that defense steps up for Pittsburgh because they, they have to. The offense is atrocious. So um, I think I think Mark Andrews, you know, gets down to, to the goal line and they, they kind of limit Lamar Jackson as much as they possibly can. And he tosses one in to, to Mark Andrews. And, and like I said, I love it because it's plus 200 over on seasons right now. So I love that I can get that value from Mark Andrews. Those will be the two guys that I go with this week. Yeah, can't argue against it. I do like Mark Andrews uh, this week as well uh, to find the end zone here. Um, I have a couple of chalky ones. Um, James Conner, even money uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, we talk about rush defenses. The bottom of the barrel, it's it's the Cincinnati Bengals right down, right down there with the uh, Denver Broncos. Um, again, it just has not been very pretty. And again, James Conner has been you know doing really well for this um uh, Cardinals backfield, uh, especially rushing uh, the football. I know he only has two touchdowns on the season. Um, got one against the Cowboys, got one against the Giants, um, fell short against the Commanders, and then last week uh, against a 49ers rush defense. Wasn't able to find the end zone, so can't blame him um, too much there going up against one of the best, if not the best, rush defense in the entire league. But I think it's a good opportunity for him against the Cincinnati Bengals rush defense, who has mildly struggled this season. I mean, you go through the stats, they're giving up the yardage, they're giving up the carries, and they're giving up the uh, – the touchdowns as well. So I liked uh, James Conner at even money to find the end zone. Um, I'll go over to the game in the uh, Chiefs and the Vikings. Um, TJ Hawkinson at plus 160. Uh, I'll take that to the bank. Anytime I see him at plus money, I think this will be a, a good week or a big week for TJ Hawkinson um, going up against his Chiefs uh, defense as well. Again, in a game that does have the highest total on the board, I do expect uh, points to be scored in this game. So TJ Hawkinson plus 160. And uh, we'll go with um, James Conner, even money to find the end zone uh, in those two games, respectively. Gentlemen, let's wrap up this show with our best bets uh, for NFL Week 5 for the Sunday games. Uh, Rod, leave us off with your best bet. All right. So I picked a new one because this is going to okay. be fun. a little Josh Allen on Josh Allen violence. I'm taking Josh Allen to sack Josh Allen. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, the Jaguars are playing the Bills. And, uh, of course, there is a Josh Allen on either side of the ball. And uh, for Josh Allen, his sack number is at uh, seven or three quarters of a sack. So he basically just needs to get himself a sack. Whatever that number is, take it. It's not really that juiced anywhere else. So uh, just take it there. He Listen, he's tied right now with Khalil Mack and TJ Watt for the highest sack total in the league. All three of them have six um, he's logged three of them in the season opener against Anthony Richardson. So he got them uh, three of them there. Uh, and, and listen for, for Josh Allen, he actually has faced this bills team once before, and he managed to sack Josh Allen as well in that one. But here's the thing about, uh, Josh Allen, the quarterback, right? He has been taken down behind the line of scrimmage at least twice in all, but one game so far this season. And the jets got to him five times in the game, uh, first game of the season. So Josh Allen, at least a couple of sacks per game. And if I'm going to take Josh Allen to sack Josh Allen in this one, it's just a perfect storyline, right? I mean, how fun of an announcer is it to say, 
And Josh Allen brings down Josh Allen. So uh, <laughs> I like that one. So give me Josh Allen to sack Josh Allen at least once in this game. Uh, and and I like I said, wherever the number's at, just take it. All right. Uh, Chris, best bet. Uh, like, <laughs> I like Rod's ones. J- Josh Allen to sack Josh Allen. That's a good one. <laughs> um, uh, best bet for me, Chris McCaffrey. I think, uh, like I said, I think it's primetime spot. Um, the, the San Francisco 49ers are true to who they are. And to me, that means that they're going to run the football. We, we've seen them run the football all throughout the season. I don't think it stops now. They're not playing against a really good – even though they're playing against a really good defense, they're not playing against a really good run defense. And uh, if I'm going to fade, uh, you know, the the Cowboys, I want to do it when they're on the road. And um, I think Dak turning the ball over a couple times as well will just play into Christian McCaffrey being able to kind of run the ball um, just a tad bit more. So I think the best team in the NFL – does what they do to be the best team in the NFL against another good team in the NFL. So give me Christian McCaffrey over his 17 and a half rush attempts. I like this number up to probably 20 and a half. Love it, man. Love it. Uh, all right. For my best bet, I kind of tipped my hand there, but I'm going to go with James Conner over on his rushing yards uh, for this game against the Cincinnati Bengals. And again, we talked about uh, when I, when we talked about our touchdown props is, Cincinnati right now on the ground is allowing 157 yards. That's second most in the entire league, just uh, right behind the Denver Broncos. Last week or last three games, they've allowed 140.7 on the ground. Uh, And then um, their last game, they gave up 173 yards on the ground. Um, It just has not been very pretty for the Cincinnati Bengals team um, or their rush defense, I should say. And you take a look at James Conner, what he's been able to do. Through the first four weeks of this regular season, again, I talked about it last week. He only, um, I mean, they were pretty much trailing in that game, so they had to get away from running the football, but he still had 11 attempts in that game for 52 rushing yards. That's 4.7 yards per carry. But the prior three weeks against the Dallas Cowboys, 15, 14 carries, 98 rushing yards. Against the New York Giants, 23 carries, 106 yards. And then week one against the Commanders, 14 carries, 62 yards. He's averaging 5.1 yards per carry. Um, on the season thus far, and I think that he should have a field day against this uh, Cincinnati Bengals rush defense. And like I mentioned, allowing the second most um, uh, rushing yards, and if you take a look at their opponent yards um, per rush attempt, Cincinnati is allowing a third most at 5.1 yards per carry. So, again, if, if Connor gets into the realm of 13 to 15 carries in this game, simple math, 51 or sorry 5.1 is what the Cincinnati Bengals are allowing James Conner allowing or sorry carrying it at 5.1 exactly uh the carry should be there for him in this game uh, I'm gonna go James Conner over 60 and a half rushing yards in this game as my best bet gentlemen that is going to do it for this edition of the propcast NFL week five player props rod anything else we want to mention my friend before we get out of here no, sir. Just cannot wait for Sunday night. I, like I said, my wife's a Dallas fan. I'm a Niners fan. So we're going to have a, a lot of fun beating each other up uh, on the night. So yeah, looking forward to this week. Looking forward to everything. Follow me on X at RJ Villa Gomez. Find all the work that I got going on there. And uh, yeah, we'll be back for Thursday night uh, coming up next week. Uh, Rod, quick question. How comfortable is your couch? Uh, well, it's a beautiful couch. I love it. <laughs> I slept on it many a Dallas <laughs> playoff game. I slept on it then. So uh, I'm more that I got a nice little comfy spot that I sit, you know, and, and okay. sleep. So it's all good. 
Just in case, you know, 49ers win and you're, you know, kind of boasting, uh, you might have to end up sleeping on the couch on Sunday night. So just want to make sure you're going to be comfortable, my man. Um, Chris, <laughs> Chris, anything else uh, before we get out of here? Hey, you got to love him, you know, right? The guy always looking out for you, man. Always kind of, you know, forecasting things. I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, but, yeah, like Rob mentioned, um, you know, we this will be the first week that we actually have some teams on buys, but we still have some, yeah. you know, some really good games, man. Like you, you, know, you gave out a couple couple things that you liked in the Kansas City-Minnesota game, San Francisco-Dallas, uh, San Francisco and Dallas we talked about as well. Uh, I just want to see how, how, how the Dolphins bounce back as well. Um, are do we really panic about the Bengals if they can't beat this Arizona team? So it's and we got the divisional matchups as well. Tennessee and Indianapolis, Baltimore and Pittsburgh is probably going to be one of the best one o'clock games. So I'm excited for all of those games as well. We also got London football again as well. The Jacksonville Jaguars will again be in London taking on the Buffalo Bills. So that'll be interesting. Um, so yeah, excited to you know to to kind of see it all unfold this week again. Uh, check out all my work over on Twitter. I'm doing uh, NBA previews. And this week will be a big week because we have, of course, uh, NBA, uh, the NBA uh, preseason is starting. Of course, yeah. well, it started yesterday, but we got that going on. We got WNBA first round going on and, uh, you know, NFL as well. So uh, definitely check out my work over on X or Twitter at Crispy Captain Two P's Two N's. And uh, hopefully, by t- well, by the time I see you guys again, the commanders won't play another football game. So my camera will be fixed and, you know, everything will go back to regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, let's hope so. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like uh, Chris mentioned, a lot of sports going on uh, all across the board. Whether you're NASCAR fan, F1 fan, uh, football fan, uh, uh, like basketball, right on the corner, along with college basketball as well. A lot of stuff happening. So again, uh, make sure to bet responsibly and uh, more importantly, have a good time uh, watching these games. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. We'll be back next Thursday night for the uh, game between the. Let's take a peek here. Who we got? Oh, it's an AFC West matchup between the Denver Broncos and the Kansas City Chiefs. So we'll dice it up as we usually do with our player props in that game. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.